Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 172, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Where do dad jokes come with pale thighs? They don't go to Rogan or those crooked guys. It's TDZ with Jack O'Brien. Hear him with Miles on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, that is courtesy of Grand Rapidians Play Video Games uh, at Grand underscore video. And I am thrilled to be joined once again by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Famous bulls, let the KFC inside you, famous bulls, mashed potatoes, crispy chicken, famous bulls, I like to shoot the coleslaw, famous bulls, wholesaw gravy, shredded cheeses, Shredded Jesus! <laughs> wow! Christy Yamaguchi, man. You know we're bailamos with Enrique in here. And then you make it to Famous Bowls. And the, famous the bowls. detail about me watching people sip the coleslaw juice from the parking lot, you, you did it all, my man. Oh. So thank you for that one. I've still not recovered from that from that visual, that vis, as of they what? call it. Sipping the slaw? Uh, shooting the slaw. Just I mean, it's just this is what it does. You do. Because you get the big the big court one, like the family size side at KFC, because that's the only way you're getting enough juice. That's what right, I've noticed. Right. People who, okay. who sip, they get this one, and then they crack the lid just enough Ugh. so the slot doesn't get out, and let all the juice in, bro. It's a, and it's then a just vibe. just a batch of dry, dry hey, slaw. Do you, and I'm going to do me. There's a whole bunch of families out there who think that KFC has dry slaw, and the, the truth is that whoever was Someone picking up them. was just shooting it. Sipping them, yep. Um, well, Miles, we mm. are thrilled, mm -hmm. fortunate, lucky to be joined oh, by the yes. hilarious, the talented Blair Saki. Oh, what's up, Daily Zeitgeist? <laughs> there you are. Oh, my yeah. God, it's so good to be back. It's like an exhale. And I, guys, fellas, I got to tell you, never have I been more hyped by an opening. Both of those, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Absolutely knock my freaking socks off. Thank wow. Thank you so much. You know, you're the cool. brewing that everybody should have been newing. Uh, thank you for coming to the show, <laughs> and it's nice Bro. to see you. Yeah, it's you guys. Great to see you guys. Team UCLA, UCLA gang, Bruin gang. Yep. I mean, yeah. Blair graduated a few years <laughs> after me, as we found out. Right. Uh, definitely not this. Definitely not contemporaries. As I did some light number crunching, Blair is 19 years old, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I am 48. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy that you seem to be a bit surprised to find out that I graduated in 2018. Yeah. Here I was, because you were making all the same generational references. I felt like we were talking about the same professors, but you know what? It's just, these people have just been there for a long time. Yeah, I just studied up, you know? <laughs> How are your, you got the blue blockers on, the yellow, blue light, black, like, I thought it was a bit, because I said, oh, you have Klasky Supo vibes, and I'm loving it, but you're, you're protecting your eyes. Yeah, my eyes are tired. Kind of just goes with my whole general aura of being a sleepy girl. Um, but yeah, I need some protection. So um, yeah, lots of people ruthlessly make fun of me, um, like my friend Rosebud for wearing these. But you know, here I am. I mean, look, you're doing what you got. You're protecting yourself. 
Yeah, what's, dog. what's the problem? Shout out to all think- the. F- Rosebud's jealous, you know, because yeah, I mean? your agree. eyes are going to be fuck so healthy and hers are going to be so strained. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. She's really, really overcome with jealousy about yeah. my glasses. <laughs> That's what I well, say. Well, she will That's... be when she's blind. Yeah. That's me being the supportive 40s. aunt slash mother. <laughs> it's their jealous. <laughs> yeah. They're this jealous. Is, this conversation is identical to the conversation I had last night with my wife. She wore her uh, blue blocker blue light blocking glasses to bed for the first time and i was orange uh they're not they're actually like pretty see-through i i thought she was coming from the gun range because they kind of <laughs> looked like those uh those like clear see-through glasses that people are supposed to wear yeah, when protective they're... eyewear yeah 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 i know um, the ones wait you wear them to bed like to sleep with them on or just saying like doing no, a little just light like browsing? when she's doing a light browse yep yep yeah why little. can't they just put it into our screen so we don't have to wear glasses? You know what I'm saying? There is an app that's like called Flux, I think, or there used yeah. to be. This was like years ago, and your it just makes your whole screen look orange. It's definitely Flux because this is when Her Majesty worked at Cracked and came back. She's like, you don't have Flux on your thing? I'm like, what is going on? Like, Everyone <laughs> in my office uses Flux. Team Flux. You're fucking your eyes up. I'm like, okay, yeah. they're fucked already, but thank you. <laughs> Uh, All right, Blair, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today, such as and uh, the yeah, Trump got acquitted again. uh, The GOP showing everyone who they are uh, and the Democrats are, uh, you know, still being like, all right, guys, come on. What's going on now that you got it out of your system? Use human emotions to shame them and. that, that doesn't work. Uh, we're going to talk about possible criminal lawsuits. There's not much on that as of yet, but, uh, you know, criminal lawsuits against Trump might be might have a future. Uh, we are going to talk about there's a good mystery on the covid front. Uh, cases are suddenly dropping in India. So uh, as I was looking into that, I also noticed that, like, when they say that cases were spiking in India before it was like still under one person per 100,000. It was like so low. So then I started digging into like, why are cases like, why, why was it all Asian countries and like Eastern countries so much better uh, than the West at controlling COVID? I still, so two COVID mysteries for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about Texas, which is another example of just, uh, you know, catastrophic uh global failure uh by a western uh united states government uh to prepare for a slow motion disaster uh all of that plenty more but first blair we like to ask our guest oh by the way we will uh hopefully get to the gorilla glue challenge uh and and tell you why you you probably shouldn't partake but you know I mean, look, if if you think if you're if, brave, if you, I mean, yeah. maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking G, you know, pull up to that solo cup. Uh, but first, Blair, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Um, For once, it wasn't something so damning. The top was just yellow velvet pillow. So mm. just do with that what you will. I will. Um, you're yeah. decorating? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it, my apartment keeps becoming progressively brighter and brighter everywhere. 
Um, he's trying to look like fucking Lollipop Land. I don't know. I'm really trying to like. I just. I'm like. I need to create my own bright world inside these walls. <laughs> right. You know. So yeah, that's I what's mean, going on. You got yellow tinted glasses, so all velvet <laughs> yeah. pillows are uh, gonna be a little yellow for yeah. you right now. Um, Save money. Just get white pillows. <laughs> Put those glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the search down by that. a lot. Whoa, this is why you have friends. Two geniuses. <laughs> no, I tried doing that and Her Majesty did not like when I was offering that as a solution for things. Oh, let's we'll just put on different colored glasses. <laughs> now it looks like how we want it. It's yeah. not the point. Okay, to you. I will say a little bit of a silver lining lately is that it's no longer getting dark at like five. And so you, I find myself going outside every once in a while, uh, and the sky looks like a uh, like a unicorn frap from uh, oh, man, Starbucks. Yeah, frap just came out of nowhere for me. I love it. Yeah. Did you I know you're gonna... supposed to freeze those when you buy them at the store? Wait, really? I saw some TikTok. You know how TikTok be like, oh, this is going to fuck your whole head up. And right. I was like, yeah, do your worst. What? And <laughs> it was those glass frappuccino pre-made shits you buy at the store. Oh. Like you freeze them like just a little bit before it becomes yeah, full ice block. A little bit. And then you just spin it around and then you got a frap. And I was like, damn, I'm, I didn't even think about that. They didn't, just wow. us that. they didn't tell me that. Yeah. That's anyway. cool as hell. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um. Yeah, just brightening, brightening your environment. I. That's like one thing. That's the next level up of like actually doing something. Uh, that, that like I can't get to my my desk is a complete disaster of like old gum wrappers and. If books these desks and, could talk, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> you and both that's you and okay. mine. You're doing great. I mean, you're hosting this goddamn podcast for the entire nation every day. I think you're really showing up hard. Who cares about a rapper on your desk? Thank a you. little bitch rapper. The most color I have is a bottle of acetaminophen and uh, some old trident, yellow trident. So, oh, man. Um, that acetaminophen, which, by the way, I don't think I've ever pronounced fully, um, looks <laughs> yeah. really gorgeous in that bottle. I know, right? Yeah. It's a little blue and red. They they had to up the game a little bit uh, to evoke Tylenol with the uh, Kirkland brand signature. Wait, that's how you say it? What is it? Acetaminophen? I love Kirkland brand. I thought it was Ace Tammy Nofen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, dude, that's I was taught to break it up into manageable chunks. Okay, Ace well, Tammy, nope, hen. <laughs> I cannot even believe the amount the edu- the audience has been educated already in these first five yeah, minutes. Exactly, <laughs> wild. You, can, you uh, you're welcome, and that's a free education for this podcast. <laughs> the only reason I know that is uh a white stripe song where he sings i see the medicine you seen the medicine uh, he rhymes yeah that's, some kind of and genius i was like what huh? the fuck is he saying <laughs> uh yeah some kind of genius what is something blair that you think is underrated um okay so pringles <laughs> are so fucking good i cannot even believe like we as a nation are not talking about them every day they're the perfect chip and sure, they are, you know, almost entirely made up of chemicals, but they are the perfect chemicals. They are my chemicals. 
And the sack chips in that messless cylindrical container, heavy. Right. I'll put down two canisters on a writing deadline, no problem. Won't even know what happened. Blackout, put down another sour cream and onion, go back for a nacho cheese. Pringles are incredible. Pringles. Damn. I thought you said bugles. No, no, right. Pringles. Get 10 your head out of in 10. the game, Jack. Pringles. Absolute man. hit. Batty 1000. Oh, man. Pringles, I mean, there's something about it. Because you know it's a bunch of potatoes that they reformed into chip shape. Right. With and like I'm some not... flour, I feel like. It's like a part pasta, part, I don't know. It's <laughs> got, it's pasta. got, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's a pastiness about it where it breaks down like pasta does a little bit in your mouth. Pasta is yeah. not the first word that comes to mind. Definitely but not. Do, I was wrong to use that. Pizza flavor, <laughs> so I kind of get where you're going, you know? But you know, like, do you feel like it's like part a flowery thing? Like there's, potato and flour mixture or is that just me i don't know i think they're so light and airy that my mind doesn't go to potato again i feel like they're purely artificial but in a way that works in just gorgeousness and the thing is like people don't talk about them enough but they're exquisite timely and you can all you timeless and you can always count on them yeah Mm. yeah they are among the most consistent snack foods. I uh, still remember their commercial that had uh, Papa Ooh Mau Mau, Papa Pringles Pow. <laughs> and like it was like on the beach. And then I remember the way they were shading normal chips was a dude was reaching in a bag of Lay's and he had like the just wild grease hand and got just turned his beach shirt translucent from all the grease from eating a bag of chips and they say greasy not fun uh-uh 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 <laughs> and i was like yo okay all right pringles i remember I said, those those were yeah. genius and it was like once you pop you just can't stop or is that a different commercial well i think it's once you pop the fun don't stop oh, and yes! that's where greasy not fun uh-uh i mean look maybe my brain was rotted by 90s marketing and that's right. all i know but i do know that to be true but once you pop you can't stop was also a era of pringles uh marketing right of someone i think another one right wasn't it another wasn't it corn no corn pops i gotta have my pops oh yeah wow geez you have Uh, incredible recall miles i I think (laughs) (laughs) dude because that has used to have the jaws theme song on the commercials that used to fuck me up with corn pops right because we and i was like oh fuck Bro, what's going on? Is cereal or is there? Because I had an irrational fear of sharks from Jaws. I would never sleep. I would never swim in a pool at night because I couldn't see the shit. Uh, so, you know. Right. I'm, wor- I'm working through my own shit with my therapist. Right I now. remember when I went to Universal Studios and I took that tour ride and Jaws came out. I was like seven or eight. Was so shocked. Full started crying. <laughs> I was like what the hell was that Someone thought that was appropriate Just to stop (laughs) while the killer shark That's like four times the size of the person Jumps out at me You started crying or the tour guide Me 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 Uh, cry cry baby I'd be impressed (laughs) if the tour guide Fully (laughs) broke into tears So shocked Um, Every 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 time time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pringles did have a once you stop you Once you pop you can't stop slogan in the 90s which is right when junk food was becoming like engineered to be so addictive that we had a national obesity epidemic so there's like some truth in advertising there where uh they they kind of get at the the addictiveness of of their own products uh but make it fun a fun addiction 
Um, yeah, if I have one chip, I'm putting down two full tennis ball containers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that I think is one of the most brilliant things about it is the container because you can't that, make sense. You can't yeah, make sense of what you're eating. Yeah, and it's also so consistent. It's always that just straight up and down stack of chips. Uh, so cleanly too, and you don't have to worry about them getting smashed in your backpack on the way to the beach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pringles are the one uh, chip that I feel like it's appropriate to eat at the beach. It's like the, the snack food of the beach for no reason other than they did that a lot in their commercials. Yeah. I think it, but for whatever reason, I think because there's a lid, you're like, ha, take that sand versus yeah. like folding over the top of a bag. There's yeah, also an just crush chips so easily accidentally. They're so delicate with all the yeah. Pringles holler at us. Just drop the bag off at Blair's house. <laughs> you know what time it is. Or the cylindrical can. Uh, yeah, or, or that. Whichever. Yeah, we'll take our money in that. She's busting uh, more cans than fucking Shredder and Ninja Turtles. Also, uh, Brad Pitt, probably the first time you saw Brad Pitt uh, was in a Pringles ad. He was in a very early Pringles ad uh, at the beach crushing some Pringles. Uh, really? FYI. I love Bad Pit. Damn. Yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Blair? Wait. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that one. Okay. I want to say, what's you know, what is overrated? Um, Jack and Miles. Okay. Yeah. It's the word normalize. Oh, God. It's right <laughs> up there with adulting now, folks. Makes uh. my skin crawl. When I hear the word normalize, I just want to stop the day right there and go back to bed. Normalized? Right. Nope. I'm done. Good night. See you tomorrow. I hope to begin a new day then. <laughs> yeah. Super what, normalization, man. What are Hyper the what like what are the headlines even. you read that are using overusing it? Just you know, the internet is unmatched uh, capacity to make you hate stuff. Um <laughs> I I expend a lot of energy like trying not to be poisoned by that it's cancer of like making you knee jerk hate stuff. But when you just like mindlessly absorb it over and over, every one's like normalize, 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 right, normalize right. and I'm like, <laughs> I can't read this fucking word one more time. If you're putting it in your tweets, it's garbage. Hmm. So yeah, that's why I didn't like my tweet. Don't normalize white supremacy. Wow. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just making sure. We just sure. never had a sure. live subtweet on. I just want, I just want to do a, a A and B column real quick. No, I'm fucking. With you. Okay. I was just gonna say. I was like, if I saw that tweet, definitely would have went with something else. <laughs> would have made another choice. I think yeah. Just normalize just means like is whack don't make this thing acknowledge that this is bullshit right rather it's than saying like, don't normalize it just say we all know this is yeah, horseshit yeah, yeah. and we need to be arms locked together in acknowledging <laughs> this whatever topic industry is horseshit yeah it's just you know how some like internet words get you um like yeah when i hear adult adulting like mm. i my body really feels Turns to a child. Yeah. Yeah. You get one of those hats with the little propeller top on top. <laughs> <laughs> Just grows out of your head. I'm a kid. One now that one... I'm never getting invited back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're coming back no, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I hear a lot, though, is like what my one friend said he hates lean into. Oh, or lean yeah. in. That's the other one. Like that was the equivalent of him being like, you know what I hear? It's too damn much on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Leaning in. But sometimes mm -hmm. I don't know how else to do it. Like if you're talking about a bit, 
you got to lean into a bit. I don't know any other way to ex- make that expression. I, I guess know, like, overindulged. Commit. Yeah. Uh, it's too wordy. Too many syllables. Steer into the spin. Uh, that's another version of that. Yeah, that's oh, like. Um, you lost. I just me. thought extra of, aviation. Oh, um, <laughs> extra old white guy. <laughs> I just thought of a little um addendum. Also, um, um, also overrated. Uh, loud cars and motorcycles. So that's mostly what I spend my time on the internet campaigning against. Um, these <laughs> uh, very troubled men pick pay to make their cars loud and then you know just make a whole show careening down the street and um i really really don't like them and i think they have little baby dongs (laughs) there's a there's a there's tension in my neighborhood with a a loud exhaust at the moment someone got they have a remote start car and the pipes on here when i say they're they're these pipes are louder than at wiz khalifa's house uh, because these shits, I get they they freak the fuck out of me. Because out of nowhere, it's like, and I'm like, oh fuck. Uh, but you know, I get it. Like you know, people want to have their gearhead life. But at a certain point, I'm like, isn't there like a can't you put like a manner mode on where you're like, let me let me start this like keep it low key till I get out of my neighborhood where there might be sleeping people or babies, and then turn yeah. it up or whatever. But. It is what it is. I know. I hate being like an old man, like a 90 year old man about it. But I guess I don't know. I I am one of the unfortunately a highly sensitive person. It really gets in my nervous system really nice. Is it traffic like by your place that gets you or just whenever you're is it just because or you for you? You're all about tranquility. Turn everything yellow. Put the yellow sunglasses on. <laughs> no, the vibes um, are yellow. <laughs> you know what it is? Is I spend like an hour or two walking outside a day just for my health in the pandemic being inside. Mm-hmm. And it'll always be like right at the moment I'm on the phone with my grandma or something. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then, like, literally the whole the whole call gets just blacked out <laughs> by right. some fucking asshole who's right. like, <laughs> I gotta make up for the pain inside me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's also trying to catch your attention, you know, being like, yeah, check I, me out. I guess I that's never have crossed. have a loud car. <laughs> that's never crossed my mind. <laughs> I wear a giant mom visor for sun protection. <laughs> nice. Also, you you and my wife should uh, hang out. She's doing the same thing. Hang okay. out and talk about uh, sun protection. Yep. Uh, and then waving waving her fist angrily at loud cars <laughs> that pass by. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I don't even do that. I don't react at all. I just silently... Um, Die a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Every Once I heard that the... I forget which muscle car it was, but one of them, maybe all the like Mustang and Charger and all those cars... When I heard that they had like basically a little speaker in their uh, muffler that was like creating the <gasps> roar noise, it totally made me look at that like it's just synthetic at this point because you just don't need like the cars are sophisticated enough that they don't need to do that anymore. But they are like still just to like give whatever that urge is uh, a place to play they're they're creating they're like playing a sound of an old motor essentially well, yeah and but then it'll play it into your speakers in the car though too to give you the sense that your car is that loud outwardly yeah it's just okay i am absolutely sickened 
<laughs> yeah, but He's I get it. You know, like at a certain point, it's like, I remember, you know, as a kid, you I'd ride a bike. You could hear a car behind you or something. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think as it gets quieter, because now in the advent of like hybrids and stuff, and I ride my bike a lot more now, like I get, I, uh, hybrids sneak up on me pretty easily. But not to the point where it's ever unsafe. But I'm always like, oh, there's a difference sonically in the environment where like I right. used to hear an old ass car. But yeah, it's more of a it's nice. like a high pitched whine of like whatever's cooling the computer off is like the the thing. It's you never get like a slow start though. It's always violent. Like they are, are you slam it on real hard. Like everyone right. look at me while I make you mad, and you know. Yeah, or people on like motorcycle. I, I get sometimes on motorcycles, like they'll rev to like pe get people's attention because sometimes yeah. people are like, but then there are other people who are just like, especially when you're in an overpass, which is a concrete sound chamber, and someone's like, I'm going to turn it up in here. And you're like, please right. don't. You're going <laughs> to fuck everything up. And it's like, <laughs> just too much, mm -hmm. too much. Yeah. That is the thing that uh, Harleys, I guess, are one of the safest motorcycles because they're so loud. And one of the big problems with, motorcycles on the road as like drivers of cars just like don't register them because they're not like looking for that sized vehicle and our brains yeah. are stupid computers that are like programmed for very few things and so people that's like so we need those speakers actually you know, yeah hit them so, okay hit i'll them admit i've never heard that before and i just crossed the aisle to the other to understand a little bit more about my foes and um, <laughs> my foes, <laughs> my my nemesis, my enemies, and now I know a little bit more about their motorcycle yeah. culture, trying to keep themselves safe. The truck's still no excuse, but yeah, thank yeah. you but for like, educating look, me a bit. Exactly. If you got a 2002 Act Legend, <laughs> uh, or, you know, or a 92 Act Legend with the wild ass, come on now, we we understand. We understand what you're trying trying to do yeah, but yeah. it's okay nobody's judging you on how loud you can yell for your parents to come back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just thinking of like things they could add to the like in addition to the motor hum like something like an approving like uh you're doing great kid. From a, yeah from your dad <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you, man. i actually <laughs> am proud of you <laughs> i really did i really did go to get cigarettes and, and things just kind of got complicated on the way there i will return <laughs> all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back. And uh, yeah, another impeachment, another <laughs> acquittal, you know. Well, well, well. Vindication. Thank you. Uh, he was he was right all along, right? Yep, exactly. Um, Vindicated. So 43 GOP senators <laughs> voted to acquit Trump over the weekend, uh, which nobody was surprised by. But the the fact that Democrats are still treating the republicans the way they did like in the 80s and 90s fucking is, 1880s or some yeah, shit <laughs> yeah well in the 1880s i feel like they used to uh like beat each other on the floor of the yeah. of congress uh i feel like they could bring that back maybe but yeah it's just a it's just a mess in there yeah and it's it i think that's what's really tough right is because from you know the second we were fully in the trump era we were like oh yeah this isn't 
this is another thing. This is like the Borg has taken like, like white supremacy Borg has taken over. And it's like there's no there's no, doesn't be any rhyme or reason to it. It's like we're just going to get in the way or try and dismantle anything that was it will create any kind of forward movement or progress. And yeah, like th- the Democrats really been like, hey, it's a, such a shame, you know what? These people like it's it's really it's really unsettling that mm-hmm. they'll do this. It's like, well, you knew what was going on. This has been the case. And they still want to do this thing of like, well, they weren't always like this. It's like, yes, they were. But you're just at a level where the discourse has come to a point where there's no there is no thing to hide for the, uh, hide behind for the Republicans. They used to be like, it's not about racism. It's about this thing. It's not about right. uh, uh, limiting the rights of LGBTQ people. It's about this thing. Now it's just fully like, fuck you. I don't care. He's guilty, but we're not going to do shit because that's the side we're on. And you must be out your fucking head if you think we're going to vote against that. Come the fuck on is what they just said over the weekend. And so now I'm like, please, Democrats. Yeah, they've re- they, there is no there is literally I mean, people have been begging for a deck over a decade, decades now to just destroy the filibuster at this point. But now you really there's no reason at all to engage these people like they, they have any kind of good. They're any sort of good faith actor about anything they say. They're not. They're spending all their time right now in state legislatures trying to, you know, like examine the genitals of of, of female athletes because they're suspicious of like trans kids competing or trying to change the the laws around Jesus voting there it's a full court press of fuckery like outside of dc and they if, if you're not going to acknowledge that and be like okay well now we we need to go from 1990 barry bonds to 2006 barry bonds where my head is gigantic because i see the game <laughs> is changing right that's what we need because you this the game is different and they're still trying to be like well maybe we can beat them fair they're not right. fighting fair so right. how are you gonna beat them fair and it's not to say that ending the filibuster is unfair. It's just this really fucking outdated procedural mechanism that acts as a kill switch for any kind of policy. The minority, which is always the Republicans in this case, or even when they're in the majority, but the they will always use that as a kill switch for any kind of progress. Because what that means is by saying that by using the filibuster, that means it will take seven or sixty votes to advance any leg- legislation. To the president's desk rather than a simple majority, which is what most people think. It's like, oh, the Democrats have a majority or there's like Kamala Harris can be the tie breaking vote. Now all this other stuff can happen. But with the filibuster there, that allows them to keep debate open for fucking ever. And there is a lot of things, too, where like Mitch McConnell. He's like, well, we can't get rid of the filibuster. It's good for bipartisanship. It's not good for it's that's bullshit. That's just right. there to pretend that it's there for bipartisanship. The reason he doesn't use it or like the times where he will eliminate the filibuster is when he has to get Supreme Court nominees confirmed. Right. That's when he'll that's when he'll be like, nope, just a majority now. Just a majority. Yeah. We're not allowing that now because I got to get this goon through. Or like the other thing is they have a loophole, too, where they don't need like it, there's no threat of the filibuster when it comes to certain things like tax bills or spending because they can do that under budget reconciliation which is another process that just requires 50 votes. So it's like a loophole where they don't that they'll say we need them. it or whatever yeah. but they're always getting away with shit. And the the shit that they use it for, civil rights, filibustered the fuck out. Gun control, filibustered the fuck out. The Dream Act in 2010 when that shit could have gone through, filibustered. So this is like what, you know, we're saying that they have all these ways to undermine progress and we're still allowing, we're still putting those tools on the table for them, acting as if 
they're going to be like, okay, well, come on. You do think a forgiving student debt or student loan debt is going to be good, right? Well, I guess not if you can't get 60 of us. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's where it gets so fucking messy. And you just want to be like, okay, come on, Democrats. Yeah. Let's go. Wait, is it pop? Like, who is in favor of ending the filibuster? I feel like I've seen a lot of people who aren't Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, like, come out in favor of it. But, like, what? where are I mean, we? you'll see, like, John Tester. Or right. like Kristen Cinema, these like, you know, these fucking noodle spined Democrat senators were like, well, you don't know, because well, well, if we do that, then bipartisan, it just ensures minority rule. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no, and there's nothing sacred about it. Like it's been altered, taken away many times throughout the course of the, like the, the history of this nation. So it's just this idea, like, there's, because there's also this fear of, like, well, then what happens if the Republicans are in control? We've seen what the fuck happens. You're worried right. about the filibuster? They'll do whatever right. the fuck they have to. But then you're going to then suddenly put the brakes on your ability to start putting meaningful legislation forward because of this, like, fucking specter you've raised in the back of your mind that's just actual horseshit. Like, I'm just starting to see, I don't, I'm failing to see what the risks are. Um, in terms of how the GOP operates and how the and the Democrats are choosing to to counter that, right? Because we're not going to get Medicare for all or a Green New Deal with that. You think Mitch McConnell's going to fucking roll with that? No. Or it's a version. That's the other thing too. Is you can tell where the Democrats are too because if they don't care, then they'll be like, okay, well, fine. That's why we have to work with them on right. this thing. Yeah, exactly. But you don't. And then and you should not. They don't fucking deserve any kind of oxygen to be heard. That's what there. There's like a thing that I thought was overly cynical when people were saying like the Democrats don't actually want to win power because then they have to, you know, enact a bunch of legislation that, uh, you know, progressives want that they don't actually want. And it's like this feels like the acid test for that. Like, is this. Are you going to kill the filibuster and like allow yourself to enact legislation? Because they have openly like they're not playing by any manner of rules anymore. And so, I, yeah, it's just very frustrating. It's I, I don't I just don't get what their calculus is, too, because they're also like Democrats and Republicans like the, the single issue voter shit fucks up platforms and policies so much. Because rather than looking at like what the majorities want in this, like the majority of the country is like convict this dude. The majority right. of the country is like he should be barred from holding office ever again. The majority of people are like uh, Trump should never fucking be near office in any kind ever. And even a majority of like Republicans are what are they doing? Right. They are still focused on what the fuck their colleagues are saying. These other fucking goblins that they work with thinking that's what America is. But just look, most Americans saw what the fuck went down and they're like, that's so nothing's happening. What the fuck? The clock and the clock is ticking. Like you're going to fucking deliver meaningful stimulus, stimulus and aid to people in need in by the time the uh, midterms come around with uh, by allowing Mitch McConnell and them to muddy up everything. Really? Right. I mean, they know America at its core, like at the DNA level as a nation ruled by a wealthy, like tiny minority. And like, so I feel like 
they're kind of all in on that. They realize like, well, you can't actually, even though the Democrats come out and say we're, we're on the side of, you know, popular opinion, they, they don't actually do the things that require them to. I was wondering, is there another lawsuit that could, cause he has another, a bunch of other ones like that could bar him from holding office again, or is this the last kind of hope for that? I don't know, actually. I don't know, like, what the all the legal ne- mechanisms are um, yeah. aside from this. But I mean, there is a, I mean, the 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 grumblings and mumblings are growing in terms of well, if clearly the like that was so stupid to have his best friends be the jury. Um, slash hostages, active hostages, political hostages in the Senate, who are many of of whom have said, yeah, the base is kind of wild right now, so I don't really want to, like, cross them. So I'm just (laughs) going to keep my head down. Um, You know, like, what happens there? And I think, yeah, there's talk about the Attorney General of D.C. and other AGs possibly bringing uh, criminal lawsuits for incitement against Trump. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, yeah, and I think that's the thing that everyone's talking about now. I mean, Nancy Pelosi said, look, there's going to be a 9-11 style commission to get to the bottom of this. Okay, that might reveal some things. But a lot of people are also saying, like, it's a shame what happened in the in the fucking impeachment, quote unquote, trial. Because, like, Jamie Raskin did, like, all of the, the impeachment managers did a really good job of just making it so clear. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what he'd been saying. This is what the people were saying. This is what the people said. They were taking his words to mean after they committed crimes. Do you see what we're, where we're going with this? And a lot of people are like, you know, it's actually, he played out a substantial case, uh, for like actual incitement charges in terms of a criminal case. Um, and, but I think there will be a lot of debate over Trump's first amendment rights. Like what was protected speech? What did he say? It's going to be very it's the incitement part that is really difficult to like sort of prove. But a lot of people are like there. Are, it seems like he's he's dealing with more examples of unprotected speech than protected speech when we're talking about like the evidence that was being used to sort of make this case. Because being like, yeah, we're going to go over to the Capitol and like show him, huh? Like that's like, yeah, what are you going to what is that? What is that? What else is that supposed to mean? Right. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of it's still very new. I think right now, I think Americans need to get on board with the idea that Republicans are absolutely fucking gone. Like, you know, most people were like these people. Like, I think if you listen to this show, we've been saying this for a while. But if anyone still is like, well, you know, they might just no, no. Yeah, they looked over. at it. They looked this case dead in its eye, and in some cases, they actually avoided looking at it at all because it yeah. was so clear. Turned their back on the video and uh, <laughs> yeah. started, started like cutting doodling. their toenails and shit. Right. Um, that they could look at that and still say, you know what? It's it's not. It's yeah. Maybe he was guilty, but there. But it's but that's what they're saying is when it comes to this kind of shit, you can be guilty, but we still won't uh, hold you accountable because we need that. Right. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to COVID news, which is positive, uh, but there's like a silver lining of shit uh, that I'd like to talk about. Um, So India, we're seeing uh, cases, as we talked about last week, drop across the uh, around the world. Um, And people aren't quite sure why they're dropping uh, because like there's no single explanation that would make sense. There's not enough people who are vaccinated yet. 
antibody testing, for instance, India is seeing one of the biggest drops, uh, suggest only one in five people in India had the virus. So herd immunity on its own doesn't explain it. They're in general better at masking uh, than the United States, but the drop is uniform across locations, uh, even locations with poor mask adoption. So as I was reading up on this, and I think, you know, the the question is open and I think it's probably a combination of all these different things uh, combining to draw or draw the uh, rate of transmission down. But as I was going through this AP article on the drop, I realized that like India is still even at the high point where they were measuring from, it was still like below one person per 100,000. Um, and, and I started just kind of like digging through and it's like China, same Japan, same. And this is, this is like just over the past few weeks. Uh, but Japan, South Korea, their numbers per 100,000 are orders of magnitude away from what you're seeing in the United States, UK, Germany, Italy, Spain, um, South and Central American countries. And, you know, this this has been like the Wall Street Journal wrote about this back uh, in October about like how this trend is, you know, happening. But I, I feel like we don't see it brought forward as like a it, like the Asian societies that uh, they looked at in the Wall Street Journal, like they interviewed people and they were like, oh, yeah, like we're looking at you guys like a cautionary tale. And every time there's like a slight uptick, we all mask up because what's happening in your countries is a disaster. Um, but I feel like the other side of that, it's not being treated as like a this is what you could have like sort of thing. It's it's just like even the the degree to which like people are like there's the anti-asian racism that we're seeing like attacks on elderly uh asian americans and like these are nations that and like that people suspect that that's associated with the pandemic and like the story not not that there should ever be like any sort of attacks on anyone but like the the story should be that those countries are like dramatically kicking our ass in terms of like how uh, they approach the virus, how they controlled the virus, how they continue to control the virus. Um, it's it's just kind of a story that I feel like is should be the main story uh, and is getting underplayed because I think a lot of it is cultural stuff, like you know people valuing the well-being of other people in other countries as opposed to in the United States where like the first or the biggest new social media trend is um, anti-mask groups, like people fighting right. for the right to not wear masks. Yeah. And I, I think maybe even like the way it's reported is like they don't want Americans to catch wind of how much better people are treated in other countries. Too. Exactly. Like, because you do that, you're like, well, let's also talk about like wage subsidies for places like Korea or Japan right? Uh, and how they immediately said, oh, well, we're going to have to take care of people's rents because if they got to stay inside, then they can't have the, the crush of trying to go out to make money. Then we can give them food, whatever. Like that was like the beginnings of thinking about how to create relief. And 
yeah, I think that, that to me was like one of the few things I barely see reported about comparing what the what life has been like existing in the United States as a person who may have lost their job versus these other countries, because yeah. that would piss you the fuck off. And you'd be like, what is going on? But that is I think that's another really underreported side of things. It's more like, huh, what's going on over there? Rather than we might have a problem with toxic individualism. That's literally killing the country. These countries for centuries, for eons, have been on a philosophical plane about uh, taking care of each other or or duty to the community and things like that that are playing out as we see in this way, too. Because, I I mean, I talk to my Japanese relatives and it's it's there's so many things like that will compare and contrast how it's head scratching. Some things are like. You wouldn't wear a mask like people. Why wouldn't people wear masks? I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to explain that to you. Yeah, it's very difficult to <laughs> explain. And people like what the last time I complimented or or said Japan was doing better than the United States. Um, people were like, it's actually not that great. And there there are definitely like ups and downs in other countries, just like uh, the United States has had. It's just that their ups and downs are so much smaller than ours, like the the max of the India spike that they were talking about was like 40,000 or 400,000 people, um, which, you know, is a nation of it's like three times the population of the United States. So it's like, it's just nothing compared to what we're seeing in the United States. And I feel like those, the order of magnitude of the problem that we've had with this compared comparatively is just kind of being ignored by the media because I I think people don't want to acknowledge it. The idea of capitalism, the idea of wearing a mask as any loss of freedom, like that's not even saying anything about what you can do or where you can go. Anything, anything, anything like that. It's like the smallest thing. And when I see these people, like where they're making that, they're like their movement anti-mask i mean it's such a micro issue in the whole thing of freedoms to me it's it's yeah but the it's the what's funny the thing is you could never try and explain to that person like wouldn't you say that your outsized response to this is indicative of a lifetime of always being unhindered and always doing whatever the fuck you wanted to, like relative to that, is that what you think you're maybe pushing back? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's hard. You can't get someone to see that. But for so long, I mean, so many of the the gripes or the consistent thing is just about like you're not going to control me or make yeah. me think that this the 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 rather than like. Oh, okay, more than that. Do you give a fuck about other people? I was just going to say, on a basic <laughs> level of manners, regardless of if you even fucking believe in science, the idea of ever thinking that me not wearing a mask could harm someone else, regardless if I cared about health or self-harm, like, if there's a possibility, science, that I could do that, I'm wearing a mask. I yeah. think I wonder, too, if it because right, I'm trying to put myself in that position, because if I did that, then for me to consider that I would have to then extrapolate situations in which I might harm another person, which then might <laughs> yeah. trigger thoughts about mortality, which I'm not ready to engage in at all or 
there's a there's like this there's something deeply uncomfortable about having to think about something like that. So it's easier to just be dis like just be like nope, kill switch engage, fuck a mask, freedom, that blah 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 because it's actually this other shit again. Those what they call thought killing uh, cliches. Basically, I guess that's wild to think about about it like that as like denying on a. But think um, about how people's minds work. You no, know what no, I mean? No, like, no, I mean, we have I can friends, totally see it. Like, we all have friends who will somehow, they will completely avoid a specific topic of conversation, no matter what. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I didn't, look, I don't need to know, but I clearly that's not something you're ready to talk about. And even though it's not a hot button issue, that's yeah. what it is. And I think for some, it's like that sort of same thing, like this idea of mortality or that responsibility to others is like real for whatever reason, is frying a bunch of people's circuits and they're just resorting to like, nope, don't want to engage that. Don't even want to have a real discussion about that because it makes me so uncomfortable to even think about that, that I'm just going to resort to this like personal freedom argument that has no like intellectual weight to it. I think people have applied it um, a whole, like used it as a the placement for their anger I made it that for another enemy, you know, for sure. me, I'm like, oh, you'll hold a door for someone, but you won't wear a mask. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like literally well, it's just polite. It's all just <laughs> it spoils down to manners for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, it is. I mean, it's a broad cultural like values problem. It's not that the people in the United States are inherently born more selfish. It's that the value set in the United States has trained them to um, think this way. I mean, the this Brown uh, University School of Public Health uh, dean said, in the US and Europe, we wanted to get our lives back, so we acted as if the virus was under control. In Asia, they were not in denial. They understood they can have their lives back if they follow certain precautions. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a very straightforward way of looking at it. Another issue that there is in this Wall Street Journal article is that a lot of the spread in Western Europe has been linked to young people. Um, and that, I think, gets at something that's probably at the core as well as like that makes Western countries and communities worse at dealing with this is the fact that other like Eastern countries actually value uh, their elders and are more like whereas in the west it's like the antithesis it's the, the antithesis it's the you know they i mean that's that scene in no country for old men when he goes and visits his dad and he's like just in a trash strewn heap with like flies all over the place because nobody like he's like once you're no longer useful in america you just get kind of thrown to the curb like you're yeah like it's just all about usefulness to capitalism. And then once you're old, like we try not to think about you because it's you're bumming us out with you're like how us old out. you are. Yeah. And that's it's really sad because it goes back to wait, because the, the thing is rather than embracing the wisdom that comes with age, right? The U S culture is about the, the pursuit of escaping mortality to escape aging, to escape these things, to forever be in this mindset of like, just man, just fucking kid, man. Just a youth. Yeah. Like, you know, there was like this, there's a book called like the death of the Grown Up that sort of like maps this like huge sort of cultural swing away from like being an adult, uh, like from, from like boomers and stuff because rock stars became big and everyone's like, oh, I want to be a fucking rock star. And then like these parents who are like, I'm more of a friend than a parent. Like, 
it all kind of had this <laughs> wave, right, of like changing our, right. our our viewpoints on what an adult even is, and especially in, in U.S. society. And yeah, we're looking at it now. And again, the idea of being safe, that someone could die, mortality, fuck that. And also our, our youth culture is all based on like so much social media shit about being out, doing shit, not being at home, not helping people. Uh, your drip is so intense that the fucking you got to call a plumber. You know, like it's just it it's emphasized all the things that when you go into this, you're like, of course, that's the direction it went in, because that's just like the residual momentum we were going in, especially for uh, our consumer culture. But yeah, for kids, especially. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, take a quick break now that we've figured out why. Uh, figured I out. Yeah. Solved it. Solved it. Yeah. Also, the Texas story, what we talked about on trending yesterday, but uh, that is another wild system-wide failure of American, you know, government and society uh, that is happening in slow motion. Like they apparently knew this weather this like freezing snap was coming and just nobody prepared anybody it was just like yeah all right well that's gonna suck oh um, what a couple snowflakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh all right let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh some bullshit And we're back, and uh, the Gorilla Glue Challenge is happening, y'all. Uh, Gorilla Glue is the one, like the one product. If you could, if you asked me to pick the one product that is not electrified, can't like electrocute you to death, that I would not want there to be a challenge for, Gorilla Glue would be number one. Is that on the heels of the uh, the Tessica case? Just because it's such a, it's like such a powerful thing. Like the first time you use Gorilla Glue, you're like, oh my God, this thing, like you, you really, it's irrevocable. Once you use Gorilla Glue, that shit is stuck, man. I've that's never a, That's used a good it. word for it. Like you can't take it back. It's yeah. like right. a, it's like a moment you can never come back from. <laughs> you can never un-Gorilla Glue something. My dad used it growing up and it was always like. It, it kind of it's scary it kind of feels like you have a weapon in the house yeah huh. um I, see now i'm like it's like activated the mischievous side of my brain i'm like really huh. <laughs> Fucking, it's like a weapon i mean obviously like hearing the stories was enough but it's clearly become like the new tide pod of this year yes. of like That's thing bad. that you shouldn't be fucking with outside of its intended use but somehow everybody want to fuck with gorilla glue now yeah, and, and it's uh, it's several levels past like a fun like you know crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's because all it is is like guaranteed injury. Uh, yeah. Everything we've seen is never like whoa, close call with gorilla glue. This person <laughs> almost blah blah. It's like no, this person glued themselves to a train and then they died. You know, like it's like right. oh god. No. So this guy, um, I think down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana named Lenise Martin III. He is a, I think, aspiring rapper. He put on his Instagram page, and hey, we'll do the Gorilla Glue Challenge. And I'm just going to play, because this guy, he's convinced. People are, y'all, y'all are fucking too much, too much uh, frantic energy around this Gorilla Glue stuff. It's just glue, y'all. Um, and so he put this challenge out. He wanted to create his own challenge. And let's take a little listen. 
Here I have That shit ain't true. I'm gonna show y'all something. I got some Gorilla Glue right here. Super Glue Real. Why so? I'm gonna take it, put it on this cup, put it in my mouth. Then I'm gonna be the liquid and get it off. So right now he's saying, I have a, I have a red solo cup. I got a fucking new bottle of Gorilla Glue. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to put it a little bit of Gorilla Glue inside of this red Solo cup. I'm just licking it right off because it's glue, y'all. Easy. Gorilla Glue garbage. He says it's garbage. He's telling you. So he's going to put. Why so? So anyway, he puts the fucking glue on the cup. And then the next slide is in, in his Instagram post. Is him at the fucking hospital with a Solo cup glued to his mouth. to his lip. <laughs> And he was like, hey, I thought I could lick it off to moisten it and pull it right off, but that didn't work. How <laughs> Everyone old is, is that man? He's too damn old. He's got, I'm guessing he's my age probably at least. Uh, then, yeah, they said it was it was removed with a medical te- technique he described as, quote, painful peeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The, that yeah. was one of the things from the Tesco, like, for people who haven't been uh, listening our, as we give beat-by-beat uh, beat updates of uh, the <laughs> Tesca Brown case, uh, she got confused, I think, more justifiably than a lot of people are giving her credit for because there are products called, like, gorilla can't believe snot. it's not glue, hair product, and uh, Gorilla Snot. And so she thought Gorilla Glue was usable in her hair and it was just a solid mass until she was able to go to a plastic surgeon and get it uh, softened via like some medic medical grade adhesive remover. Um, so I, one of the things that I learned from that is that Gorilla Glue is actually water activated. It gets harder when it oh. comes in contact with water. I so hope the, you guys are listening, you freaks. Oh my <laughs> so god! So on your mouth. Making <laughs> he said. He goes on to say, if um all of his painful peeling procedures don't go right, he might have to have the tip of his lip surgically like removed. Blair uh, has has opted out of this conversation. Blair is what uh, if you've ever been at a football game and seen somebody <laughs> knocked out and their arms are locked up, what we call fencers pose. You have a I, fencers pose <laughs> reacting to that. I again am so um, sensitive when I think of other people in pain. It like I can't sure. handle it, and to think I I know what. <laughs> is like and I just feel so bad for these people I don't want them to do it anymore especially when the girl I I didn't follow the case I kept seeing Gorilla Glue headlines so I didn't really know what happened until just now her not doing it on purpose makes it so much sadder to me yeah 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 and uh also doctors are like modern day like miracle people like having to deal with some yeah who put gorilla glue because there's no specialist it's like okay you go renal issues with your kidney i know well let's take you to that person you got something wrong with your ear so hold on gorilla glue on your lip or your hair um and and doctors cannot can also just be like "Mm, no thanks they're like right in front of you (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean right emergency rooms should (laughs) emergency rooms should have a judge at the entrance (laughs) it's just like nah he's got to live with that cup on his mouth for the next three weeks (laughs) hold on hold on on. i'm sorry what'd you say sir you 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 put gorilla glue on a solo cup for a uh instagram challenge 
Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, the exit is right there. <laughs> you can take your ass home right. with that dumb shit because we have people who are actually injured, uh, not uh, for the gram. I, uh, I I do wonder how how what percentage we should have an ER doctor on to tell us what percentage of injuries are for the gram. Uh, yeah, so I, bet, I bet there's a good handful of them. Um, the, this one also hurts because I've I've had that like with a lip stuck to something really cold, you know, and then dumb and you, dumber. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very dumb and dumber. And you like peel it off, and there's just like a raw patch underneath yeah. it for a while. That's that's very uncomfortable, and this is like that times a hundred. I mean, the fact that, dude, l- surgery for the the tip of your lip. I mean, like that's where it's like I, you feel bad because some people are so stupid that now they're in this situation. I'm not be like, oh well, he didn't deserve that because he engaged in the act in the act directly. But it's like. Damn, y'all, come the fuck on. I need to come clean about something right now. Uh Uh-oh. You're stuck to your chair? You are glued to your chair right now, aren't you? (laughs) Okay, look. When I was about probably nine years old, and look, I was the only, I was the youngest in my family, only girl, and I just would do anything to share air with my older brothers, like, Right. I just wanted yeah. to let them me be around them. So this is about the time when they would go up to a metal sign on the street and kick the bottom and pretend to smash their face on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, to get the sound going? Yeah. Yep, yep. And I wanted them to like me and I want and I went up and oh, no. fucking headbutted the shit yeah. out of the sign and knocked myself out and got a concussion. Okay, so wow. I want to shit on these TikTok motherfuckers, but I really can't. I don't have a place, and so I'm just going to sit yeah. this one out. Well, look, but that's how you learned to march yeah. by your, at the beat of your own drum. Yeah, and <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know how I still managed to be uh, stay wildly intelligent, but I mean, look, we all have a past is what I want to say, and right. um, I Best forgive everyone. Love <laughs> to you all. Best physics lesson I ever got was when I was six, riding my bike, and I just stuck a like pretty hefty like stick in the spoke front spokes of my bike, and it just flipped over like and. I just ate complete shit and it was just, I I don't know what I was thinking. Like I knew something would happen, but I didn't realize like, Oh wow. Like there is a counterintuitive amount of force that like you can just get totally fucked by. Um, That was like when I tried to eat dog food out of my dog bowl, my dog's food. Yeah. When they were wet or dry, they they, uh, dry food. Yeah. I done it. I've done it too. Bit the side of my fucking ear off, basically. And I was like, oh, what really? the fuck happened? And my dad was like, the fuck did you? Th- That's an animal eating. Oh, and dog. you just stuck your head <laughs> you, in the you bowl. Got, you got like, like Tysoned by your dog? Yes. Yes. And you have wow. to go to the hospital? Nah, it wasn't like that bad. It wasn't like anything that needed stitches. It was just like enough that like it, my father's laughter made my cries more intense. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because like you're oh, hurt. I know. Yeah, oh, and I they're know. and they're like, "What you? Do? What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "It's like, but you thought you could eat out of a." T- <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "I wanted you to like me." <laughs> as much had, as you love the I remember dog. I headbutted the door at Blockbuster and shattered the glass, and then you got all <laughs> mad at me. There's something about the. 
U.S. and like the response to COVID, uh, not to like try and tie everything together, but like the like, well, it can't be that bad, like just lack of imagination <laughs> of like, right. what, like, well, it can't be that bad. And then it gets really, really bad and people are dying. And then we're like, well, but you can't like imagine yeah. other people. I don't know. It's because uh, it really is like fuck around, find out. It really thematically fits the yeah. United States, except we don't find out. Right, right. We just keep <laughs> fucking around, and then, and then hiding like the confused. consequences from everyone. Yeah. yeah. While some people, like the, the fucking wealthy people, can fuck around, and then everyone beneath them finds out. Exactly. You know, and then that's, and then, but the people who do the fucking around never find out. Oh, this is brilliant, y'all. I'm gonna put this on. We need to put this on the in D.C. on a monument somewhere. Yeah. They stick a spoke in the front wheel of their bike, and somebody else's bike flips over. Like, right. Or like, like, it's like, that was sick. <laughs> or it's like they're, they're like in a, in the seat, they hit the spokes, but they're launched off the bike onto another bike seamlessly. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that was pretty cool. While everybody who's in the baby seat in the back, just like fucking head smashed into the concrete. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what a visual. Well, Blair. <laughs> Just seamless, like, whoop. Oh, hey. okay. That was nice. <laughs> uh, corn dog, anyone? Oh, where'd the kids go? I guess Blair, more for me then. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure having you as always. Uh, Thanks, where can guys. people find you and follow you? I love corn dogs so much. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, God, it was great to be back and happy Valentine's Day on um, Sunday, also, everyone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You can find me. Uh, at Blair Saki, B L A I R S O C C I, on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a breathwork class I'm teaching um, because I got certified because I'm, um, a, you know, mysterious ass bitch. Um, and so you got your if, MAB. Yeah. And so if you guys want to come to that, you can purchase tickets in my um, Instagram bio, and it's on March 8th, and I think it's going to be a really bodacious time that'll be good for everyone. What's souls. breath work exactly? Breath Forgive work my ignorance. A, no problem. A lot of times I have to ask the take the role of asking layman's um, questions about politics. That's my role on this podcast <laughs> um, because I know that a lot of other listeners have the same questions and I'm not afraid to ask them. I'm not okay? afraid. I'm not afraid. I don't sing in front of people. Um, oh, you just did. Gotcha. <laughs> Got oh, breathwork is a two-part active um, breathing technique. And um, what's cool about it is like it's a very physical experience and instead of like trying to meditate in like a quiet room and like silence your thoughts because you're focusing so much on this very physical thing it uh, bypasses right. your mind and you go straight into the stratosphere oh hell yeah yeah i love the stratosphere. terms and conditions do apply <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's gonna be cool is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying yeah, I thought in my friend Robbie Sloak's tweet, he's so funny. He's a friend, a comedian friend of mine in New York. And his tweet was, comics will be like, we're truth tellers, roving philosophers who speak truth to power. And also be like, catch me this weekend at the Looney Bin or next weekend at <laughs> Off the Hook Comedy Club. <laughs> it made me laugh really hard. 
Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also other podcasts, 420 Day Fiance. If you watch 90 Day Fiance or Married at First Sight, that's what we would get down over there with that talk. Um, a tweet that I like, uh, just a nice and easy one from Reductress, at Reductress. Just a, just this lady in a nice like knit scarf looking out of nice winter window saying, I might be perfect on the outside, but on the inside, my socks are sliding down. <laughs> um, which it's just so funny because I I had to throw socks away earlier this morning because I was like, God, we it's the end, baby. These things yeah. are now just like weird foot gloves that don't stay on. I there is nothing I throw away more reluctantly than socks and underwear. I will ride. That is there something you the can? Is there off. an article of clothing you will discard immediately? No problems. No questions asked. Actually, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all the same pace. All clothes I pretty much hang on to. I was just going to say, Miles, like I'm impressed by that uh, discipline. I'm this exact same way. It makes me feel like extremely adult for some reason when I make the conscious choice to toss out a bad pair. But mm. I feel like it's easy because you just kind of forget and you, you accept them as something that is just living with you. Mm, right. Interesting. And um, how many toxic relationships have you been in? <laughs> A lot, a lot. Okay, I'm just curious. I don't know. Might be a microcosm. Don't know if you're doing the same thing over and over. You're saying this item is useless. It's actually an inconvenience to me, but I will, I will compartmentalize quite literally, put in another part of the drawer until it emerges again, just for me to reenact the same cycle of behavior out and not advocating for myself. I don't know. That's been my time at Miles of Gray Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Oh look, honey, many people have brought it to my attention, but I'm happy to. Say I'm tossing them out left and right. <laughs> there you go. Um, toss out, toss out those relationships like loose ass socks. You're not gonna lose out <laughs> on them. You're really not. You're not. I'm telling you, if that's me, if, if that makes it easier for someone listening right now, a bad relationship is as good as useless. That you don't need them, and it might feel weird to throw it away because you're like, oh, it's a sock or a relationship. <laughs> Trust me, you can get these things like fifty for two cents anyway. I yeah, and you need missed. space in your drawer for the new ones. Hey. Um. I have oh my god! I feel so exposed. Holy <laughs> shit! Fuck it with you, you know. So much of my drawer moments. space is socks that I haven't worn in eleven years. Um, <sighs> it's it's dumb. It's bad. Or you do uh, that? You ever do that thing? You put the sock on, and you know it's a wrap because the elastic just goes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry. Just, and you're still like, no. around Yeah. <laughs> so a bunch of dust blows out from your ankle. You're like, oh, uh, uh -oh. I'm not still not going to throw them away. Yeah. Uh, those will those will come in handy <laughs> later, I'm sure. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying uh, is, I thought this was just going to be the brand Gorilla Glue, like getting in on the fun of the Gorilla Glue shit. It's, it is at Gorilla Glue. That is the Twitter handle, and it says, our quote, our quote, glue is made by jacking off a Western lowland gorilla named Esteban. Uh, and it just, it has their logo. It says Gorilla Glue. It's, uh, it's amazing that they got that and are able to keep, keep That's with so it. funny. Ugh, so um, stupid. And Stephen Douglas tweeted, if the Cruella trailer doesn't feature a children's choir singing a haunting, slowed-down cover version of a certain Baja Men song, what are we even doing here? Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. 
We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that Miles will recommend to you right now. Because I'm loaded. Don't know where to point this thing. Okay, for all my Sade fans out there, War of the Hearts. Oh, man, it's a great track, but what happens when people start remixing just that line i'm loaded um this is called sade loaded and you can't get this track on spotify you gotta have to, you have to go to soundcloud and go to e hyphen turnities page because this track if you like a shot if you like sade plus with a little bit of turn up uh you're gonna want to turn this one up so take this one and start your week with it or i mean not it started but you know yeah get, get through the hump get through it. the hump uh yes, Shade. I love Shade. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the daily zeitgeist is production. Just thinking about Shade. Is my my wedding you... song is Shade? Oh I really? Just, I was just taken away. That's uh, sweet. Which one? By your side? By your side. Yeah. You think I leave your side, baby? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't. Beauty. I wouldn't lie if I said Her Majesty and I are like, yo, that's our track. Uh oh. But the uh, Neptune's remix. <laughs> I love that you call your girlfriend Her Majesty. That's incredible. I mean, the one and only. You know what I mean? On high. Good for you. <laughs> uh, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.